Welcome, friend. I am evangelist Micah McCurry, the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated and the host of this program, the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. And I am so thankful to spend a few moments with you today. When God brought myself and my family to BTI, I had no idea what he had in store. And we have been blown away at the goodness of God, the graciousness of God, and the generosity of God's people just like you. The fact that you would take a little bit of your day right now and listen to this program means so very much to me. I would ask, if you would consider, take one extra step, I would love to hear from you directly. Whether you've ever been a donor to Bible Tracks in the past, whether you use Gospel Tracks or not, the very fact that you are listening to this broadcast right now is such a blessing to me, and I'd love to let you know via text how much it means to me. You can get a hold of me right now, 309 You could also, if you are unfamiliar with Bible tracts, or maybe you use gospel tracts and your stockpile is running low, maybe you need to fill that back up, well, visit BibleTracksInc.org today. BibleTracksInc.org. If you'd like to, you can order one of our sample packets. It's one each of every gospel track that we currently produce. We'll send that to you completely free of charge. Also, if you'd like to make a love gift, a donation, an investment in our ministry, you can do that. Just use the Donate tab at BibleTracksInc.org. Remember that our tracks are printed and shipped for free. We do not require any sort of donation, but they are always appreciated. Again, thank you so much for listening today. I'm excited to continue our study of a missing element. We've been trumpeting. We've been talking about the fact that something is missing, not just from our world, not just from our countries, not our communities, not our churches, but it's missing predominantly. And most saddening of all, it's missing from you and from me. We are going to continue in that vein right now. First Kings chapter 17, turn there if you would. By way of a short review, I'd like to point out that we were, over the past few days, introduced to a man named Elijah. And, of course, First Kings chapter 17 is our very first introduction to Elijah in the canon of Scripture. And for those of you that were new to the prophet Elijah, I was so excited to be able to be the first to introduce to you this phenomenal character of Scripture. But for those of you that are students of the Word of God and know his name, I hope some of what we talked about may have been a refresher, may have brought new light to this man Elijah. We pointed out that Elijah began to work in a broken and a despondent, a discouraging world. And we could definitely, we could certainly draw some parallels between the world that Elijah worked in, the world that Elijah was called to minister in, and the world that you and I are called to work in, called to minister in. Friend, we don't have to look very far towards our legislator. We don't have to look very far on the mainstream media and our sources of entertainment to realize that this world is broken. If by broken, I mean it is not following the tenets of Scripture, it is absolutely 100% broken. It's coming apart at the seams. We have rumors of wars. We have different confrontations. We have different fake and false news all over the place from both sides of the aisle. And friend, the world is broken. It's missing something. But God always begins his work with a devoted 
workman. I'm so very glad that we get to take as our example, our tutor today, the man Elijah. We continue on. Elijah was willing to work in less than optimal circumstances. He went to, by God's word, by God's calling, to the brook Cherith. He was fed literally by ravens. I don't mean that was the name of the restaurant. No, he was fed by the literal birds, ravens. But the brook didn't stay wet. He was very quickly going to dry out. He was going to starve to death. He was not going to have anything to drink at that brook. And in verse number 8 of chapter number 17, the word of the Lord. That has been our focus. That has been our theme. And I told you yesterday that that missing element that we are focused on finding is the word of the Lord. I'd like to spend the remainder of our time focusing in on that. First Kings chapter number 17 and verse number 12. Let me introduce you to another character in this account. Behold, a destitute woman, a destitute widow to be precise. Verse number 12, after Elijah asks this woman for a drink of water, she's kind enough to begin to fetch that drink of water. And Elijah asks, Would you mind grabbing me some food as well? And here is her response. Realize that the entire area is under a famine, under a drought. In verse number 12, here is what the woman says. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, I don't care if you are ending a year, if you are beginning a year, or if you are in the middle of a year, this account right here is saddening. But there are some stark parallels that you and I could make to the world and the people that surround us right now. Let me introduce you to this lady a little more than I did yesterday. She is a widow. She has a son that is reliant on her, must be a young man. He's not old enough to work outside the home himself. He's not with her gathering sticks. It's just the mom, a young son. She has just enough meal, just enough oil for one more cake, one more meal that she and her son were going to split. And she said very matter-of-factly that after we eat that, we are going to die because we have no more food. Now, moms, grandma, Could I speak to you for just a moment? In this circumstance, taking her at her word, if things were that dire, how much of that last little meal, how much of that last little cake, keeping in mind that there is no store that you could just pop down to, there is no Walmart or Target or Hy-Vee or Kroger's or you name it, I don't know what you have in your area, there was not even a convenience store on the corner uh, of the downtown area that you could go to and get a gallon of milk, nothing like that. She had zip, zilch, nada, nothing. Mama, as you listen to this account right now, How much of that last little cake do you think that widow woman was going to eat? And how much of that last little bit was going to just, quote unquote, accidentally fall onto Junior's plate? I'd have to guess that that woman probably was not even planning on taking a single bite of that last little cake. Imagine with me, if you would, just one little piece of cornbread there. And all she has for her and her son is this one piece. 
I don't think she was going to eat any at all. I think she was coming to grips with that. I think that she walked out of town past the dead, still homes, probably occupied by the dead, still bodies of her neighbors that had already expired due to a lack of water, maybe a lack of food. She was very in touch with her mortality at this moment. She walks out of town to gather herself more than maybe to gather sticks, to gather herself in advance of walking back in and making one final meal for her son. And then Elijah comes over the horizon. He says, ma'am, would you mind grabbing me a glass of water? And maybe, just maybe, because it would take her mind off of the situation at home, she says, sure, I'd love to grab you one. I'll be right back. But as she turns to go, Elijah calls to her again and says, would you actually mind making me a little lunch as well with that glass of water? And she tells now the sad tale. I've got nothing, sir. What a thought. What a situation. What destitution. But can I tell you, friend, very bluntly, as the director of a tract ministry, as a God-called evangelist that traveled 30-something thousand miles in this past 12 months on behalf of preaching the gospel, can I tell you that everywhere in our nation, in our world, around your community, right outside your doorstep, may I very bluntly point out to you that there are destitute people just like this woman all around you. I don't mean materialistically. If you live in America, you live in one of the richest societies that has ever walked the face of the earth. We are the richest 1% that has ever lived. You could be homeless on the side of the road and you still have more to your name. You still have more privileges than almost any person in history that has come before you. If you sit down in a McDonald's, you are eating better than most kings did for years prior to you. Understand that if you would. But let me say this. Spiritually speaking, people are destitute. They are without hope. And they know it. Why is it that a pandemic of one type or another can bring an entire world shuddering to its knees? Friend, it's not because so much the economic repercussions. It's because people become in touch with their own mortality. Why is it that it takes an event like 9-11 to make people realize I am not the master of my own universe. No, friend, God is. And sometimes he uses these events to break through the ice. The ice of someone's heart and soul to realize that I need more than what I can provide for myself. The place that this woman was at, a place of destitution. Verse number 13 says this, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Now, friend, this is a bold proclamation of the word of the Lord. Understand the litmus test for prophets in this time frame, and really throughout all of history. If a prophet, so-called, says something is going to happen, an easy way to figure out if they're full of it is by observing whether or not the supposed occurrence actually happens. For instance, Elijah says here, go make me a cake first, 
And in verse 14, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, again he's using the word of the Lord, Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. That's pretty bold because he is going to be found out in short order if he is lying. There have been numerous false prophets down through the ages that have said things. They're charlatans, snake oil salesmen. But my friend, Elijah was not that. And tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to find out the miraculous, amazing miracle that God did through his man Elijah for this widow woman. Please, please make sure you continue your week with the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. Visit our website, BibleTractsInc.org. We'd love to hear from you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.